Now, get ready to talk hockey. Streaming from the Oilers Live Studio. Subscribe or follow today. Hey, 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 it's Michael here again for another edition of Oilers Live Tuesday. Got as my guest, Mr. Dash in the Park. Find him on Twitter at Dash in the Park. It's Tuesday. It's an off night for the Oilers. No game tonight. Feels a little bit weird. Seems like there's been big gaps between games this year, but I know it's no different than normal. Welcome to the show, Dash. How you doing? Uh, uh, fantastic. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that's good. That's good. All right. Well, I mean, lots to talk about, really, uh, for the Oilers, despite, um, you know, having the days off. And uh, I guess you'd expect that. But um, a lot of uh, interesting news, I'd say, over the last couple of days, uh, least of which was Cody Cece, uh going on COVID protocol. Now, I haven't heard. COVID protocol means a number of different things. And I, you know what? I didn't have the time to look fully into it today. But COVID protocol could just mean a positive PCR test, right? Where they uh, have the ability to take another one or two tests. If they go negative on those tests, I think they're back in right away, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but the Oilers did, I think, the right thing in, in canceling practice right away. You don't want to end up like Ottawa or the Islanders or any of these teams that are having these big outbreaks. Uh, have you heard, is it is it actually like a uh, legit test? It's not just one of the PCR sort of quick tests or have you heard any news? Is he out? I haven't heard an update on it. Yeah, I did a quick search before we came on too and just kind of seems like mums the word perhaps or just that you know he's been placed in protocol and i'm sure we'll hear more tomorrow yeah i, I mean this is um what's what's your thought i mean you think the oilers did the right thing in canceling practice right away oh i think so at yeah. the end of the day it's practice i'd say better safe than sorry for sure i think there's been an uptick in some covid protocol placements recently in the nhl so i think it's probably you know something they don't want to get i mean look michael our entire left side of our defense is decimated right now um <laughs> uh, yeah any anybody that could have possibly played lhd this year you know from cleft bomb to nurse to keith to cuckoo i think igor ulanov and charlie huddy might be on that list too that goes so far back so yeah, it's um, it's definitely the right thing to do. I don't think you certainly want to lose anybody else on the blue line right now. Yeah, no. And, and you know, that's the other thing, I guess, right, too, is, um, you know, the biggest of those is Darnell Nurse, right? Uh, and we forget, and most Oilers fans forget that we've got a pretty uh, major defenseman on uh, LTIR in, in Oscar Clefbaum this year. It's, mm -hmm. it's hard to believe what this defensive court could be. Uh, if not for injury, thankfully Darnell Nurse shouldn't be, um, you know, gone too much longer. I think that it's like three or four more games they're they're talking, uh, but he's probably the biggest hit on that um, on the blue line just with the amount of minutes. I thought, hey, I mean, given what they uh, had endured, I thought they did all right. Um, you know, a number of rookies coming out. I I, I put in the sure. game notes that we're going to talk about the Oilers slash Condors defense because right. uh, theoretically tomorrow night we could have four uh, like Condors from last year if you include Bouchard in that in that list, right? 
Well, I guess Bouchard really didn't play uh, in Bakersfield last year. He kind of rode the pine uh, uh, most of the years, unfortunately. He was in the but, bubble, yeah, but yeah. still. We'll call but, that a technicality. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is um, this is as rookie a defensive core as you can get, and then your two vets are going to be uh, uh, Barry, who's not very well known for his defensive capability, and uh, Chris <laughs> Russell, who... Yeah, I love him or hate him. I mean, he's he's a third line defenseman, right? And yeah. uh, and congrats to Chris Russell for being all time shot block uh, leader. Uh, but he's going to have to block uh, about a uh, hundred more shots over the next few days if if this injury <laughs> bug keeps going. He's going to blow that away. They might have him in that. They're going to have to retire his jersey after this uh, after the next four days. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think I heard uh, 2,369 NHL games uh, out of the lineup on our blue line right now. That's how many man games of the NHL experience we're lacking. So when you look at Russell and Barry, both in the six or 700 range, that's that's about all we got. And uh, you and I have had several conversations on um, Tippett and, and his treatment of rookies. So you got to think that he's probably not sleeping well at night, knowing the the pairings he's got to try to string together for Pittsburgh tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, this is um, look, this is how the team was made, though, right? Like it wasn't made to be a defensive team. It was made to be a all out mm-hmm. offense. Um, I, you know, we're going to, I think the, the one key is either, well, one of two things, either they're going to have to call more penalties, right? Like the Oilers Mm -hmm. are going to need more power plays or, um, five V five, which seems to get the brunt of every analyst out there. Uh, when they talk about the Oilers that needs to, Mm -hmm. um, uh, pump up a little bit. So look, we, um, you know, we, we're, We've got the offensive team to do this, right? Now, you know, we're not even thinking. Here's the possibility. Imagine Skinner starts, right? That is your whole back end is AHL, right? Like, more or less. I'm not giving Bouchard enough credit here. Bouchard's been good this year. Uh, Broberg, you know, there's a lot of debate whether or not he even goes down. He's, He's looked really good. In fact, I... You tell me if uh, what your thoughts are. I think he's looked better than Bouchard out there. Uh, small sample size. I didn't. Um, it is. I didn't. Is. I, I knew you were going to say look good. I didn't think you were going to say look better than Bouchard. You threw me off there. Um, you know. You know. Bouchard's been up and down. Um, he's fought the puck a couple games. There's no doubt about that. I think that's what you expect from a defenseman his age. Uh, I. You know. Clearly, neither one of us are saying that they've played poorly. I think both of them outplayed oh, their yeah, expectations, no, which, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, so let's, like let's just start with that. Cause I know that you love both of those guys, but um, has he looked better? Uh, you know, like I thought Broberg or, uh, you know, Broberry as the cult of hockey likes to call up because we Anglophones butcher European names, but we can stick with Broberg. Um, you know, he, he, he's been up and down a little bit too. I think he's made some interesting decisions in his own end. Uh, there's been a couple times where he uh, looks a little scrambly, uh, where he's not quite sure which which guy to go to. I thought it was very glaring in that Arizona game when uh, uh, the two-on-one that he was defending with Clayton oh, Keller yeah. and Kessel, and Kessel took him to the boards there, and Broberg just he, he sucked him right in, and, and he chipped it all into the middle of the ice for Keller to kind of go easily one-on-one with the goalie, where you know, most defensemen try to 
play the defenseman, cut off the pass and let the goalie have that shot from the outside. So um, as you look, he's, they both impressed me. I'm not sure that I can say he's looked better. You know, if you ask me, give me a 10 game sample size versus a 10 game sample size. I know that's skirting your question a little bit, but uh, I've been very pleasantly surprised with both. And what I'll say about Broberg is he is easily our best trans puck transporting defenseman. And it's not even close. Yeah, and if you go back a couple of years, like the uh, Lucic years, right? I think I always used to say that was the biggest thing holding the Oilers back was the fact that the defenseman couldn't transport the puck up the ice, right? And it, it's one thing to have, you know, uh, Connor McDavid and Dreisaitl will take the puck from our own end and go all the way down. There, but there's not a lot of players in the league that can do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like most of them need that first pass. And, and we never had that, you know, three, four uh, years ago. Right. And, and mm-hmm. it was kind of, it was in, in my mind, that's been sort of the uptick in offense with this team is that we've had some capable D that can move the puck. They might not be the best defensive players in the league. Right. I mean, nobody, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Barry certainly doesn't uh, instill fear among offensive <laughs> players. Right. But look, I'll give credit where credit's due. The guy can move the puck. He's got an offensive flair to him. Mm-hmm. And, and, um, you know, when he's got the puck on his stick is when he's smartest. When it's not on his stick is when he, you know, he needs to learn a little bit of the game. But, mm-hmm. but um, you know, to have Broberg there, to have Bouchard, who who seemingly makes some just, he just does it. Uh, it feels like it's in slow motion, but it, it's like, in fact, um, you know, I don't want to compare him to Drysaddle because Drysaddle's on a whole different level. But Drysaddle, yeah. too, when he goes around a guy, it just looks like slow motion. Right. Joe Thornton. Yeah. And maybe it's bring the game so to them, watching, right? right? We were so used to watching McDavid go in like ultra fast, <laughs> right? In <laughs> 10 times yeah. speed. But yeah, uh, you know, Dry Bouchard, some of these guys. Yeah, they I mean that's a good way to put it. I I think when you watched Lemieux, for instance, Mario Lemieux back in the day, he always looked slower, but for sure. somehow he was gapping the other players, right? Sure. Like he but he didn't, yeah. it just he lumbered around a lot like me out there. I mean, I'm so big. I look so slow, but the reality yeah. is I'm actually going like a hundred miles. Really fast. <laughs> really fast. Really, really yeah, fast. Nobody, nobody can even tell, but that's how fast I'm going. <laughs> Just uh, don't blink. <laughs> yeah. Right, you know, yeah. Le- Lemieux, Yager, uh, yeah. Joe Thornton, Dreisaitl, you know, they always brought the game to them and, and slowed it down. And, and Bouchard has a bit of that, right? Yeah, uh, from yeah. the back end for sure. Yeah. He doesn't do it like coffee. He's not blazing up the ice, no. but uh, but man, he can dance that blue line. Um, his his lateral movements crazy. His first pass is unreal. Um, you know, but he's uh, he's getting the puck out of our our own end uh, differently. Like I think Broberg can skate it out better than almost anybody on our team. And uh, and whereas Bouchard's making smart passes and, and, and passing it out. Whereas, yeah. you know, Duncan Keith feels like a, he gets the puck on a stick and he just turns a slap shot and tries to bank it off of someone's stick for the Duncan. Or Bouchard for the makes my heart chase. skip a beat at the blue line, like the offensive blue line, at least once a game and somehow yeah. keeps the puck in. Um, but he makes, you know, he just gives me a heart attack every game watching him. And, and I love it. I mean, I love players like that. So we've got a couple of comments uh, on YouTube. Um, Epiphany says, uh, in reference to Chris Russell, his jersey needs to be remade with bubble pack, <laughs> of course. Uh, and uh, Kirk Morris is asking, uh, what do you guys think of Fogel so far? And he, and he goes on to say, uh, do you think, or 
think Fogel has the Yamo jinx going right now is what he's saying. What's your thoughts on that? I don't know about the Yamo jinx. Um, but Fogel's been um Fogel's been as advertised, you know. I think he's uh he's Hyman Light. It, you know, he does a lot of the same things, but but maybe not quite as consistently and maybe not quite at the same uh talent level. Uh, I've been pleasantly surprised with both of those guys. Um, you know, Fogel struggled a little bit five on five with uh that third line and some of his pairings. Now, whether that's you know, he, he seemed to look really good there with Pajarvi the last game. So, you know, maybe there's some some uh, um, assignment, defensive responsibility assignment that Pajarvi can help bring that Cassian couldn't. Um, I think Derek Ryan is a little bit of a, a Belanger triangle when it comes to offense. So, you know, playing alongside him isn't probably going to be as as <laughs> fruitful as Nuge or or Dry or, or yeah. Connor or any of the other centers you get, or even McLeod. For Derek that Ryan has so, been and has uh, probably been the biggest disappointment for me in the lineup. Uh, you know, I and def, uh, from a, a draw level, like he's he's still great on the faceoff, but I thought I expected more from him watching him in Calgary. Um, I just expected him to be a little bit more impactful. Uh, but you know, Fogel, my thoughts on him, uh, yeah, his size does hurt him for sure. Uh, I remember watching him, uh, with the golden bears too, and, and, uh, being disappointed that, um, he ended up in Calgary, um, more disappointed for him, right. Than anything. (laughs) Uh, uh, so, so you know, I, I think though, you know, I think about that, um, and we, and, and this is kind of a good segue into the lineups that, um, Tippett had the other night. Uh, but I, you know, I thought Pugliarvi had a hell of a game playing on the third line the other mm-hmm, night. And, um, and I, and I, what I took from that, he brought balance for Fogel. Well, he brought balance for Fogel. But the other thing I thought is like Pugliarvi wanted to be a leader. Right. Like he wanted to show something. I, I felt like I felt like he was trying to be the leader on that line. And he was right. Yeah. Like he's he's this guy that's come down from the first line, you know, and he's saying to these guys like, I'm I'm all that. Right. Like, I, you know, I, yeah. I can score goals and I and I don't need McDavid and I don't need dry I can do it with you guys. And and he was outstanding. And did it. I thought, yeah, he did it. Yeah. He, he had like six goals by the second period or six shots, six shots. And. He's shooting the puck and he did really well. I think Fogel's good. You know, Fogel, you know, is, um, you know, as you said, Hyman light. He's, you know, Hyman, Fogel, uh, Yamamoto, they're all those hard driving kind of yeah. guys. Uh, Fogel's like, you know what he reminds me of is, um, uh, remember um, Marchant, right? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, Marchant flying around the ice, but not just quite the greatest hands. Yeah, just like Marchant had like 10 power, 10 uh, breakaways a game, and he'd never score a goal, you know? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I swear, like Fogel doesn't, he doesn't get the breakaways that Marchant had, but he gets the chances. He's in there, he's digging, he just can't seem to put the puck away. And, and, um, but I like that for a third line guy. Look, I like that. You put Pugliarvi on there for a while. I, I, I'm, as you know, quite, uh, really, typically, um, uh, uh, when it comes to Tippett, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not the biggest fan, but I didn't mind the lineups against the Coyotes, and um, and and really, if you're going to, there was a lot of people that were upset about it. 
if you're going to try those that those line pairings, that's the game to do it, right? Yeah. And I was you got to tip your hat and give him credit. Well, how could you? I mean, we yeah. beat the Vegas Knights and the Coyotes, right? Yeah, but you got to tip your hat for the the move to put Koskinen in against the Knights too. Um, you know, they had Skinner in the the starters net for practice, and maybe that was Tippett's way of pulling the wool over Vegas's eyes a little bit. And I, I clearly it worked, and and that was maybe Koskinen's best game in I don't know two years. So yeah, you know, he, he he won us that game, dude. And and we we haven't had a goalie win us a game since St. Louis. Look, a goalie needs to start out strong. How they finish mm-hmm. the game really, you know, the, the team needs to then, you know, you know, help the help the goalie out after a strong start like that. And that's what happened for in sure. that game, right? They did that's exactly oh, yeah, for what sure. happened. And and I, you know, I went on that right away. I said, imagine that storyline, right? Like goaltender makes yeah. some hot saves and team wakes up in the second period to score some goals. Or you know, that's like that's the MO for so many teams that do well in this league. And yeah. I don't think the Oilers get enough credit for having to overcome that night after night, right? Like nobody sure. talks about, you know, I know you're a Skinner fan. I'm a Skinner fan, right? But he's still a third string goalie, right? They just yeah. called him, they called him up from the AHL. If, if, if uh, Mike Smith is in the lineup, Skinner's playing in the AHL today, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're doing this with, arguably two third stringers, right? Like Koskinen, you know, doesn't play like a, you know, a backup, although he, you know, he, he has his moments when he's on, he's, you know, like he's as good or unbeatable as any goalie out there. It's just, damn it. When he has an off game or he goes on, on little spurts of off games where he's, you know, he glove hand seems to be absolutely uh, gone somewhere, or I don't know what he's doing, but but yeah. I've, um, I was uh, really happy, and I think that's the kind of game the Oilers need. They need their goalie to come out strong, uh, especially those games when the team doesn't come out strong, which seems to be every yeah. game uh, lately. Yeah, I mean, some of those pads saves with that he made. I mean, his left pads made more saves in that one night against Vegas or in that one period against Vegas than it has all year. And, uh, you know, straight scoring chances 15 15 in that game so that's a track meet if we've ever seen one but the oh, others yeah. kept the grade a scoring chances down to two in the third so they locked it down and and, and i really loved seeing that they could win it in a different way right that, that's what our team needs to be able to do we need to be able to learn to win in different ways we, we we're going to be able to most likely in a seven game series out track meet Almost any team in the NHL, Michael. Yeah. I think we can out-track beat Vegas. I think we can do it to Toronto. You know, throw them at us. Come at me, bro. But when it comes to the Dallases and the Winnipegs and the St. Louis Blues, and uh, those guys are the ones that scare me. And that's what we're going to run into in the playoffs. And, you know, God forbid Tippett doesn't want to start two to three rookies in a regular season game, let alone going into the playoffs. And I hope our defensive depth is there, you know. Yeah, it's not right. Well, I mean, we're going to find out, right? We're going to find out where our defensive depth is, right? In fact, you know, if you're going to go through this kind of a uh, scenario, right? This this, this is why you go 15 and 5 in your first 20, right? Mm -hmm. Like, this is what you, this is why you do it because eventually you're going to have some injuries. You're going to have a little bit of stuff to get through. And, and, um, and these are the, you know, these next 10 games, you hope to go 500. Right. You know what I mean? If For you sure. can go, you know, 500 or better, it's a oh. success. Right. 
can go 500 or better with an AHL D corp and goalie behind you than yeah, absolutely. Then it's success. And, and even if, right, like you've, you've built up enough of, uh, you know, the only, the only, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not even going to say it, <laughs> but the, uh, the, <laughs> you know, the worst record in there, you know, you, you know, you're still kind of going to be safe, right? Like 15 and five. Look, here's, I'm, I'm, I've got to talk about this because it's just gnawing at me. It's killing. All right. And, uh, and you can, and, and Spin it out. You give me a little bit of a little bit of a counter because you know, I'm, I'm as big a Homer as they get. Is this going to turn into confession? Yes. It's a, it's confession. All too. right. All right. This, this absolutely drives me nuts. I'm, you know, like you, I, I consume as much hockey talk as I can. I, you know, I listen to Sirius For XM, sure. NHL network. I listen to the guys, low tide, Bob Stoffer, you know, cult of hockey, McCurdy, all those guys, yeah. Curdy. Yep. Uh, McCurdy. Look, love. I love listening and talking about hockey. Outside of Edmonton, yeah, I mean, like media outside of Edmonton, outside of the Oilers sort of bubble sphere of influence. And I tweeted about this uh, last week. The Oilers get zero respect. So they had uh, what's his name, the guy that used to be Oilers TV, um, Tom. Uh, uh, He's on with Rashog now. Um, Gazola. Tom Gazola. Jeepers. Yeah, 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 I know yeah. him. He was, on, he was on NHL Network. I was listening to this Sirius XM. He's the guest to talk about the Oilers. So they get him Sweet. on. They talk about the Oilers. Of course, you know, first questions are always about Dreisaitl and McDavid, right? How great they are, how good they are, et cetera, et cetera. We've heard it all before. He's done talking. He's off the line. And right away, the guys go into... They don't talk about anything the Oilers are doing right. They don't talk about this, you know, at the time it was around the 750 win percentage. They don't talk about them being, you know, first in the in the conference, close to being first since day one, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Since day one of the start of the season. They don't talk about any of that. All they talk about is... Um, is you know well we'll see how they do in the in the playoffs they're gonna do they're gonna do shit in the playoffs right that's all they go to they go to their and they're and it's and it's all negative talk mm-hmm. from then on about the Oilers okay look I get it they you know they haven't proven anything in the playoffs since they you know they won one round right sure yeah and uh, and and that you know and and their and their five uh, five on five play is not you know they're not winning games based on five on five their power play is outstanding right yeah. I get that but this team has put together an impressive record they've got you know uh, they're in you know the top three of all the stats categories um, you know defense has been has been pretty on the low end right. You know, and 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 they're still doing it. They're getting it done. Now that wouldn't be yeah. so bad, right? If if the guys give them credit for winning some games, right? I wouldn't. It wouldn't drive me nuts. But then just yesterday, I'm I'm sitting. I'm getting back from somewhere. I'm sitting in my truck, like a good former Albertan. Oh boy, sitting in my truck, like like Fogel, you drive a pickup truck. That's right, like Fogel. I'm driving a pickup truck, and. I'm listening to those same <laughs> yahoos. I'm not even going to say who they are. Talk about <laughs> it was the Maple Leafs. No, just kidding. <laughs> Talk about the Maple Leafs 
and how they're they've got to be the best team in the league. Okay, hey, look, they're on a hell of a stretch right now. I'll give them all the credit where it's due. They're they're doing great. They look good. They've got an all around game. But come on, if we're talking playoffs, do they not have a worse playoff record than the Oilers in the last like I don't know hundred years? Right? Were they not taking? Do the play- Leafs not remind you of that person with absolutely no self esteem that like has oh. to tell everybody how great they are, just so that you can potentially yeah, but believe the it? The media feeds into it, right? Like, and so, so oh, it just drives me nuts, right? That this team, and this is just the homer. This is the fan part of me. It drives me nuts that the Oilers get no respect. Now, all of those things are true. Five, five on five, they need yeah. to get better, right? defensively, they need to get better. A lot of this can be chalked up to injuries right now. Our starters out, right? Our, uh, now, what have we got uh, CC, Nurse, and Keith out, right? Am I, am mm-hmm. I missing anyone on D? Uh, so, uh, oh, Cuckoo. Yeah, who actually is, you know, that's a pretty big loss because he's, he's a great, like, you know, he's probably been one of the best pickups in the past couple of years on defense. Yeah. Um, and makes up for losing uh, Matt Benning, who uh, the year prior to the, his last year with the Oilers, I hated the guy, but then I loved him. <laughs> uh, and so I can, my mind can change. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you know, at the end of the day, I would just love to see somebody not in the Edmonton sphere say, you know what? They're putting together a nice run there. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, talk, talk me off the talk me off here. Like, what am I missing? Like, do the Oilers deserve no respect? Because stop listening to that, Toronto media, Michael. Yeah, yeah. What here's here's the other. When I put that out there, there were Oilers fans that jumped on and said they don't deserve it. Like, at what point do Oilers fans those those fans that I'm talking about right now? At what point are they happy? Is it only the Stanley Cup? Is that the only time they're happy, or is it? You know, I, I so you know. I, I certainly think it's not getting swept by Chicago or Winnipeg in the first round. Okay, so like we gotta. It's been now, two Winnipeg years. Thing and, though, right? So those two series though are different than any series you've ever had. The Chicago yeah. thing, you could you could argue that's like going into a new season where you might lose three out of the gate, right? Yeah. And Chicago's not a came. slouch. They've got Kane and they've got Taze. Yeah, you know they had some good goaltending. Right, like they, there, nobody had training camps, right? Yeah, there was so, Oilers like Clef Bomb and Koskinen that didn't even want to be there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you know, there's that. And then last year, you know, if 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 I'm not mistaken, that's probably the closest four game series, right, that I've ever seen. Yeah. Right. Like, it, yeah, it, it, it was, but it's still a sweep. Yeah, it's still a sweep. You're right. You know, and you know, if I'm to play devil's advocate, we we have earned a little bit of that. Have we earned as much of it as the Leafs? No. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. Then come talk to me. You know, okay, so that's that's five years of shit in the bed out east. Whereas, okay, we had a decade of darkness, but, you know, we've made it to a second round. What's what? I don't know. I think it is conference finals or bust. I really do. I think, like, unless second round is, you know, some people will take that as a, as a win, I think. Like, we have to get out of the first round. There's no yeah, doubt about yeah. it. You know what? If they don't get out of the first round, no, I don't know. 
I, I, I think Holland's I building always, it for I next want year. To say I'm not going to watch anymore, but that's a lie. <laughs> we'll never say that. We'll never follow through. So uh, why so Jay on it? YouTube says uh, Steve Dangle's podcast has given the Oilers some respect. So uh, thumbs up. I mean, ESPN top has them top three power ranking all year. There's that's there's a, definitely yeah, media yeah, there's out there that I'm give the Oilers respect, the right, folks. Yeah, that's what I said. Stop listening to Toronto media. In fact, uh, I the last time I listened to a Steve Dangle podcast, they chewed up Duncan Keith, like just absolutely annihilated him. We for... could listen to straight off the pipe if we wanted to hear them chew up Duncan. Well, Keith. this, yeah. you know what? I gave Duncan Keith some credit last episode. <laughs> I said that this desert road trip was his best three games. It I was. said I thought that yeah. the last three games were really as good as Duncan Keith can get. Yeah. You know, he's really cut down his, his uh, high pressure chances against <laughs> by being in the press box. So I thought he played well. You know, I barely noticed him. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what you want, right? That's what you want. Cody uh, Cece, how about this guy? Right? Well, great I mean, surprise. He, yeah, I mean. Actually, I've, yeah, been, I've been happier with him than Duncan Keith. I said that on Sunday to Dursa yeah. too. Yeah, he, he was making me go to confession that both of them have been better than than I should have expected. And I think Keith's been almost exactly what we've expected. He's been a little bit up and down. He's been a little bit of a um, a guessing game sometimes. He was brought in for leadership, and he's done some questionable leader things. So you know, and Cece's just sitting there right beside him the whole time, eating cake. I, I think Cece's been great, to be honest. He played a bit of a sheltered role in Pittsburgh last year where he was around that 20 minute mark. And instead of that, you know, first pairing defenseman, like he was in Ottawa and, and yeah. in Toronto. And I, I think that's a great place for him. He's been, been good here in Edmonton as well. And, you know, he, he had to take on some bigger minutes recently, but I think where he was slotted in those first dozen games was, was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It was perfect. I mean, it's been, it's been good. I, I we've got more out of our D than, than I would have hoped. Well, no, as much as I would have hoped, but more than I expected. That's yeah, the well way said. To put it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. And more to come. Like I mean, <laughs> you got a a core that's got a something to prove over the next you know couple weeks here. <laughs> okay, Marcus Nepa, Marcus Nemalainen, Nemalainen. Uh, you know, this is like, um, when you got to scout your own defense, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know that, uh, look, this is, this is going to be exciting. I mean, um, I, I'm, just, I, I'm excited to see name line and play, to be honest. I didn't need to go back and scout him. I remember him when he was drafted. He's, uh, he was taking this, like in the, in the Matthews draft, he was our third pick after JP yeah, yeah, and, uh, and Benson. So um, I think he was six five when he was drafted. He's six six now. Uh, the few Condors games I've played, I thought he was steady Eddie. Man, he, uh, he helps out a lot on the penalty kill. Um, he is fast as hell for six foot six. I'm really interested to see how he he fares in in the NHL game. But um, you know, he's he's had a really successful junior career. He's kind of blue chip the whole way. He won a U18 gold medal with uh, JP and and Liney with with Finland. And quite honestly, I think it'll be cool to see how him and JP get along. JP's got a little buddy now. The Finns, they love Edmonton. Or a big buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah big buddy. Yeah, Finns love Edmonton. Not too many people are uh, taller than taller than JP, but it should be. Is. You should be bilingual. You should speak English and Finnish if you're going to play for the Oilers. That's the way. I... <laughs> it's true. It's true. Yeah. Uh, how do you see the deep pairings uh, coming out? I mean, if, I mean, let's see what if, if um, CC is out. I mean, it's I. You know, it's hard to 
tell now if if that means he's out long term or if it's just a negative or a positive PCR test and he's going to get one tomorrow and he'll be in the lineup. Um, what do you see the lineup says? I mean, obviously Russell and Barry are the only only vets, the only guys yeah. with more than a year experience. Russell yep. and Barry. I mean, there's, there is not like, and, and we're about to line up against, uh, one of the best players of the last 20 years. Yeah. In fact, I, I, I'd say he's the best player of the last 20 years, uh, but not currently the best player. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, disagree. And, you know, I watched him last night. I mean, he's the guy is just so damn good. I, you know, I, I love Sidney Crosby. I'd marry that that bastard if you asked. <laughs> uh, I mean, he's good. Um, he's going to have uh, like you. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> like who's covering him tomorrow? Oh man, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned about this. To be fair, I, well, I think with the pairings, there's two schools of thoughts there. Probably. I mean, do you want to split out the veterans and have? Do you have Barry on the top pairing with Bouchard, and then have Russell and Niemelainen on the third pairing because that's where both of those guys belong, and and then you'll have Broberg kind of floating between and and see what happens. Or you know, I heard Strudwick say, well, two thoughts on Strudwick here actually. Um, one, he said that if it was up to him, he'd put Broberg and Bouchard out together on a top pairing and say, okay, boys, you're the future. Go see what you got. And then you've at least got, you know, a high talent pairing. And then maybe Barry with Barry with Russell gives you a vet pairing that the tip can go back and rely on. Uh, and then you still give the, I'm more the inclined to go that, that route. Is that right? Like eh? that, that was the, that was the route that I was thinking. I mean, you, and, and, you know, what's the worst? You start them out and see how they do, right? Like, yeah, you, I'd love you know, to see tap them I don't on think the that's what say, do. Yeah. I, I mean, he doesn't have a lot of choices. Yeah. Well, he doesn't, but yeah. the day that who at the beginning of the year at anybody here, heavy hockey or anywhere would have bet that Dave Tippett at game 21 would be starting two rookies as his top pairing. Well, if we didn't, Dave Tippett, if we didn't say it on heavy hockey, then it obviously wasn't happening. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah i mean right. are we you know here's the other thought here are we doing like are we playing the tampa bay program here like are we keeping these guys out and just kind of <laughs> make it to the playoffs and then all of a sudden all of our players are coming back healthy at the end of the year is that what Wouldn't we're doing do you think there's some Maybe. conspiracy theory in here somewhere like we're saving mike smith till the bitter end like <laughs> Comes back. To that. Oh, I don't God. know. Maybe yeah. does that guy that runs heavy hockey behind the curtain? Does he have any connections you could he pull might, and see? He might. he might. If they were different players, <laughs> if they were different players. <laughs> oh man! Uh, Jay on YouTube said forwards are going to have to play a smart, safe game. Yeah, you yeah. know that's um, no doubt about it. They're going to have hey, to come back. Look, there's no cheating. There's nothing wrong with that, right? Like. You for know, sure. learning a different style of game for, you know, this is, um, look, I, you know, I'm, I'm critical of Tippett. This is when good coaches find a way to get their teams to react. Now, not missing the practice today, that's going to be a tough one. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, especially if, uh, Nima Linen gets, uh, 
slotted in tomorrow night. There yeah. is some thought. Low Tide asked if they should just postpone the games. What's your thought on that? Just like uh, immediately go <sighs> postpone. I don't know. Do the Oilers even have a say in that? Like, do they? No, I don't think so. League? That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. I think it's league protocol, and I think there has yeah. to would have to be a certain amount of players out, and we're certainly not there. Um, I mean, shit, there's been players, there's been teams that have played with 14, 15 guys some nights. So I think we'd have to be pretty, pretty hard. Like what Vancouver did last year. Yeah. Yeah. Look at what they're so, doing. And I think we, they're playing, they <laughs> or, don't even have not. 20 guys on the ice this year. <laughs> uh, well, they, they got them, but Elias Pettersson's staple to the bench. So what, what good is he? Oh man. Like, uh, <laughs> they beat, they beat Montreal. They beat Montreal. Hey, well, they, man, can you imagine if they didn't? Oh, man. You know, that what? was the battle of who cares right there as far as teams <laughs> going to the NHL this year. And I, that was like, sadly, though, the uh, Montreal uh, thing uh, reminds me of a team that came out of a Stanley Cup final uh, some time ago. Yeah, that happens. Uh, yeah. Happens you know, having that big D man makes all the difference in the world, right? Having a guy like Weber sure. and the way he performed in the playoffs was Pronger-esque. I'm not going to say he was yeah. Pronger because Pronger was on a whole other level. I uh, yep. hate the guy now, but loved him when he took us, took sure. us there. Yeah. And, um, man, yeah, Pekka. Remember, uh, like, Pekka, like that guy. Coach, Coach Pekka. Yeah, like he taught every player on the team, uh, Jarrett Stoll included, how to take penalty, or how to take uh, face-offs. face-offs. Yeah. Like, and I there was rumors that Craig, Craig McTavish would walk into the dressing room, give them the game plan, then he would walk out, and then Michael Pekka would stand up and actually tell them what the game plan uh, was. I, so. I have no doubt. I mean, he was, he what he like during the year, right? I remember it was great having him. I mean, it was Michael Pekka, right? But it just, yeah. you know, it didn't feel like anything special. But come playoff time, he was on a whole other level, him and Pronger. And, um, you remember when they came if, in, they did the big rally over, I can't remember, over at Oilers headquarters or whatever. And yeah, I think so. Because it was after the lockout, right? So Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it's good to reminisce on those days because, um, hey, look, you know what? Uh, you we're, Let's talk about this because we were talking about not, no respect. Oilers got to win around this year, right? Yep, I think so. This team healthy so far. What do you think they need? I mean, we're a quarter of the way into the season now. I think this is a good marker. Look, you know, this is uh, American Thanksgiving, they say, is the, um, I'd say, you know, we started about a week late. So, you know, according to to everything that we know from past years, we're a playoff team now, right? Uh, Nothing self-destructs, but so we're a playoff team. What do you think this team needs? Everybody healthy. What does this team need? To get past the first round. And and, and, and uh, we can bring in the DeBrusque thing in here, too, if you want to talk about that, because he's been rumored, well, obviously. Uh, he's been one of the teams mentioned. And, right? I think we need um, two things. I think we need a matchup versus another team that we can skate a track meet against in the first round. Yeah. That would be nice. Um, I certainly don't want to come up against Winnipeg or somebody like that again. Um Side note, wouldn't it be fun if we could play the Flames in the second round? Um, outside of that, I, I you know, if if you're talking about a trade, I, I, you know, I, I would love to see a, a top four defenseman, uh, perhaps a third line center, 
Um, I, I don't love Derek Ryan there. I'm not sure we can count on McLeod or Holloway to go, you know, two or three rounds. So, um, you know, this is dreamland. I get that. And here's Homer dash, uh, but you know, like picking up a Ryan Getzlaff or, uh, an Eric Stahl, um, for your third line center, who's, who's been there and done it, um, as well as can, Having that, that size Perry and, or that Pat Maroon on the team, sure. right? Yeah. Yeah. One of those guys, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, at, in that three, three C role. And then, you know, it doesn't have to be a, a top pairing defenseman, but just, you know, a veteran that can bring some stability that, you know, in that middle, middle six, you know, that can move up and down the lineup and play some penalty kill and, you know, that type of thing would help. And, you know, I don't know who that is, but it's, you know, somebody that, one of those, one of those guys you can bring in. That's a grizzly defenseman available at the trade deadline, and maybe a couple of them. To be honest, how much does this start affect Ken Holland's strategy going into playoffs? Like, I mean, look if you look at this I team, think- if they if they had been sort of middling in the pack, playoff team, but middling in the pack, maybe you know, maybe you can get away with saying this is not our year. But when yeah. you're sitting in the top three through the first quarter. And, and I yeah. suspect, I, I suspect this team's going to finish top five by end of season. I think, I hope so. you know, I'm, I'm going to knock on wood there, but I, I, I suspect they will, especially if the power play keeps pumping along the way it is. Uh, I mean, what do you think? Like Ken Holland's got to be all in then, right? I mean, it, a lot of, a lot of fans would suggest he needed to be all in anyway. Uh, but this has got to be a go year. If you're top five, I think as soon as he signed Duncan Keith, he knew he was in a win now mode. I think that was his sign to the fans that he was in a win now mode. I don't agree with the decision, but that's certainly what it showed us. Um, I'm not sure Ken Holland in that same breath that I say that thinks that he was going to win a Stanley cup this year. Um, You know, he went hard after Jacob Markstrom. There was a reason for that. Uh, He went hard after, um, the Colorado goalie helped me out at the beginning, Grabauer at the yeah, beginning Grubauer, of the year yeah. and, uh, and, and didn't come through there. So I, I strongly believe Ken Holland thought we needed goaltending to go farther. Um, I don't think he, he thought that, you know, a, a tandem of Smith and Koskinen or certainly that Stuart getting Stuart Skinner getting involved was going to be in that tandem. That's going to get you to the promised land, <clears throat> but we know that, Koskinen's contract expires. We know that he grabbed Smith for the short term. Did he think that he could go out and get somebody at the trade deadline this year? Can he grab that flurry? Can he grab that Kudobin? Can he grab that Ben Bishop? Maybe to answer your question, the biggest catalyst and what I think is the start is thrown off for him is that he might have something in Stuart Skinner. And and that maybe changes the strategy for, for the goaltending. And I don't think you can go into next year with Skinner and Smith. That's not what I'm saying, but at least they know that they can fall back on Skinner if, if Smith goes down. And I think that he's still planning on picking up a goalie. I just think that this start is going to make him do it in the off season instead of at the trade deadline. I I hope you're wrong, actually. I mean, I look, I, I love Skinner too. Like, I think he's, um, he's done, uh, he's done, way better than expected in fact i you know i he surprised me right like i especially after his start last year you know i know he won the game but it was uh you know run support was there for him right um and he looked shaky right and he and he you know i thought the preseason he didn't like 
wow me or anything. But when he came up and he looked the a whole difference between even preseason and now he looked really stable. He looked mature, mm-hmm. uh, everything about him and everything you hear about the kid is that he's a mature kid for his age. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a lot to ask a kid though, to come in, you know, um, in that type of environment and, and hope to, you know, possibly get you some wins, especially with Mike Smith, who, you know, I keep, I, I, my biggest fear of Mike Smith is not whether he can play the game at a high level. My biggest fear is whether he can stay healthy, uh, and, and play the game at a high level. And, and to date, he's proven that that's not necessarily possible, right? Like he, you know, he's, um, every time I see him make a, you know, a toe save, I worry that his groin's going to give out on him. Um, yeah. you know, it's, it's, uh, go back to watching me play hockey. It's very much similar sort of thing, except every time I step on the ice, everybody's worried. Uh, you know, it's uh, <laughs> the, uh, but you, if you put uh, Skinner into that role, you know, that's a ton to ask this kid. And I think that you've got to, you know, you got a chance maybe at the deadline. Um, Jay on, on YouTube says uh, Flurry was mentioned on a Chris Johnston show. Um, or he said maybe it was Frank Saravelli. Um, either way, I, I, you know, I think that um, Flurry might be an option, right? Uh, if you can get him, he's, he's, he what signed two years. So you'd have him, have him for another extra year. You'd have uh, Smith for an extra year. I don't you know. You just have to get Koskinen in that trade to Chicago. That's the only way it works. That's that is the only way it works. And and um, if you can um, if you can manage that, well, well, no, Koskinen's out this after this year though. His contract ends this year. Oh, at so, the end of the season, you yeah, can get at the end Fleury, of the if season. that's what you're saying. I'm sorry, I thought you meant at the trade. Well, I mean, you'd have to financially find a way to get Flurry on the team. Right. And so that's yeah. why you'd have to have Koskinen go the other way. But oh, but folks, yeah. that shouldn't be too much of a stretch given that Koskinen's contract is up. Right. Especially if Chicago says, look, we don't want Flurry for two. Right. Uh, it might right. make sense. Um, the Oilers then are have another year into Flurry, which kind of changes the game a little bit on that. But hey, look, I I think we need goaltending. Like I just I I think that we need a backup plan for, for goaltending, a backup plan that Smith, you know, if he comes back, is he going to be as good as we hope? Right. Like he, you know, every day he gets a little bit older, right. You know, and, and, yeah. uh, and it just, that's, that's my biggest concern. And we haven't had a goalie in Edmonton that really, you know, has come out and stolen games. Uh, Talbot, stole games for us, you know, when he was playing at top of his game, right? Um, you know, every team has that. That's good, right? Yeah. Like, let's be honest. Would Calgary be anywhere near where they're at right now if they didn't have Markstrom and that stealing, stealing a couple games? Probably well, not. Backups got two shutouts, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and, and, and some of that goes to, you know, coaching. I think Sutter plays, you know, has a good defensive uh, mindset to his coaching style. But but yeah. at the same time, Markstrom's playing lights out. And, and uh, look at Tampa, right? Like, you know, it's nice. I would... <laughs> I don't know that I'd love to say it, but I would love to be able to look back at a game and say, Oh, you know, our goalie really stole that one. Right. Yeah. Guys came well, up. Flat. They did. 
Yeah. Vegas and St. Louis. I think that's all that's, that's ever happened this yeah. year. Right. Whereas you look at the games where we played against Winnipeg, their goaltending stole those games against us too. And we've had goal, these steel games against us and we just don't do it to others very often. Oh, man. But- Speaking of Winnipeg, they outshot coyotes <laughs> by 30 and lost what? One or something. I don't know. It was 45 hey, to that- 13. Like uh, oh, the sun, oh. the sun shines on a dog's ass. Some days, <laughs> oh, a little yeah, coyote yeah. pun for you, but oh man, um, I, yeah, like I, the, I, uh, I, I, I don't know which Jets player it was, but he just looked like he said, "Look, I've never." He said something along the lines of, "I've never been in a game where I've outshot the other team by thirty goal, thirty shots." <laughs> I won the game. He says, "I'm not I'd trying to, to make excuses, to- but like." I'd have to go back to Adam when my buddy Petey got five hat tricks in one game versus Calvinton, <laughs> I think. <laughs> Gets a little bit crazy. Well, so I guess like goaltending is what it comes down to. I mean, you're not wrong there. I mean, Holland obviously felt it. We felt it. It's, it's you know, Smith Smith's done what he did in th- three games or two games, but Skinner and Koskin have both outplayed their, their ilk this year. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I guess what you're saying then is your your source Garfield is wrong and that they're bringing in Strudwick back or <laughs> yeah Strudwick yeah I'm uh, you know Garfield's usually pretty close to being right you be careful yeah. leaking those rumors or we'll lose you to the hockey buzz in Eklund <laughs> that's here. right yeah yeah it's an E one <laughs> that's an E one that's definitely an E one on that one I don't know uh, yeah but I don't think DeBrusque's the answer either you know like I. <laughs> We uh, another average size left shooting guy. No, who's he gonna? What left winger is he gonna supplant? Guys, like tell me that. Brusque scare me because sure. you are you are that's a reclamation effort, right? Like you you mm-hmm. pick up a DeBrusque because you hope that he's the player that he was a couple seasons ago, right? That he looked like he could be uh, Max Domi, right? Mm-hmm. Like. And and those guys they like yeah, filter around they you know they they filter around the league, Juan. Yeah, yeah, and they're and they're always reclamation efforts. They come out, they have you know, um, you know, ten fifteen games where they're out absolutely outstanding, and then it's back to the same thing. And they're looking for a new team, and it's another reclamation effort. I'm not saying that Jake DeBrusque is that is that player, but that's what scares me. Right? Is we don't really yeah. you know you don't really know what you're getting. I mean, it's not like Boston's a shitty team, right? Exactly. So how come he can't not doing well playing with good players there? Exactly. Exactly. But tell me this, like answer two questions on DeBrusque. Where would you put him in the lineup and who would you actually trade for him? Uh, That's the, I mean, that's the big, um, he's not not playing ahead of Fogel. In my opinion, he's not playing on the top line. He's not going to, be playing instead of Nuge on the second line. Look, I, I don't think so, DeBrusque is even a conversation among fans, if not for the fact that, uh, you know, the big guy is is such a fan favorite out yeah. here in Louis. Of and, course. We yeah. love Louis. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. And, and, we, and, we, and that would in be their ears talking good, about it too, yeah. right? It would be a feel-good story if he could come here and be successful, you know, where his dad, uh, you know, applied his trade and, and uh uh, you know, it'd be great. I announces his games. Yeah. 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 I mean, that would be outstanding. Uh, you know, I don't even know where you slot him. 
right? Like, unless he can play the right side. Like, I know there's rumors out there the trade could be Yamamoto. Um, yeah, you know, he's that. a little bigger than Yamamoto, uh, but I don't think he's got Yamamoto's motor. He probably doesn't hit as much as Yamamoto. He's probably doesn't um, forecheck and and dig up pucks and draw penalties like Yamamoto. I don't know if I want to do that. You know, and if 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 it's got to be somebody better than Yamamoto, I certainly don't want to do that. So I don't know. I just don't love the fit, to be honest. I just you know, no disrespect to the DeBrusks. I just. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm 100% with you. And, and, you know, Yamamoto, I like, I'm a fan of Yamamoto. Like he, you know, he does, he does a lot of things that um, there's a reason why Dreisaitl loves playing with him because he yeah. gets the puck. He goes in and gets the puck. I don't know how at like four foot five, he can get the puck every single time. Low right? center like of he, gravity. Yeah. He makes everybody look like Chara, right? When he's out there. And, um, and he just, he just finds a way to get it and he doesn't stop. Yeah. And, and, you know, he does, he does, um, you know, he does great things not to mention, I mean, what's Yamamoto's, um, his, uh, he's, he's at 1.1, right. This year he's yeah. an R he's an RFA. You take, yeah. uh, DeBrusque who's coming off of, uh, he's going to be at a three point, uh, 3.6. Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, I don't know, is he, um, he must still be, yeah, he's still RFA uh, when he's done, I think. Yeah, he's still an RFA mm-hmm. when he's done, but with arbitration rights. I mean, he's not going to get a lot, but you're not going to get him for 1.1. You're not going to get Yamamoto for 1.1, but I just think, you know, if you're going to bet on a player, you're going to bet on Yamamoto. If that's the player that they're I think thinking so. about. Um, I just don't think that's the guy that they would trade for him. I, You know, and... Uh, financially it doesn't make sense either right i think you got to get rid of terse's contract in there what if it's cassian straight up well then we maybe get rid of a bad number and but then again we're trading a right winger maybe debrus plays both wings and i'm not aware of that i'm not sure but and and uh, this team is lacking in the cassian era area right that's right exactly he brings an intangible we don't have that debrus wouldn't help so i hate to bring up lucic but it does help Calgary to have Lucic to have a big guy like Lucic, you know. Sure does. I think the challenge having Lucic on a team like the Oilers is they always wanted him to play with Connor McDavid because they that's that's what they signed him for, oh. right? And so they did that. They beat that horse down. Whereas if they'd started him on the third or fourth line and signed him for a third or fourth line role, which is what the Calgary Flames are paying him for, then he's a, you yeah. know he's perfectly capable he's a he's a good um he was a good trade for for the flames to pick up and yeah. good for the oilers to get rid of right like you yeah. just you know you had to um uh, you know whether the flames fans always think they won that trade i think we won it just by getting rid of them right like it was um you addition know, was, by subtraction yeah, yeah and exactly. I, you know what if lucic is still in that dressing room justly play Arby doesn't come back so true right and so there's um you know, there's lots of uh, areas for, um, but uh, yeah. So I guess at the end of the day, I think you and I kind of agree. DeBrusque is not the guy. Uh, yeah. And, and he's been talked about on, uh, he, you know, he's been, uh, Carolina's come up for him. I think he'd be great in Carolina. It's a good you know? fit. Yeah. Good fit for Carolina. Uh, yeah. Who's the best team in the league right now? <laughs> if you had to do your power rankings today. Jeez, hey! I'm putting you on the um, spot because I never, um, 
So if we go, uh, you know, if we go straight, it's hard. Like I know Carolina and Florida have these records, but I don't know if the East is as strong and I'm not sure the competition is strong. The Pacific's not getting the respect that it deserves this year. I don't think like there's Anaheim's been a surprise. Like, and I know Vancouver's in the shits, but look at how great Calgary is playing and Vegas is right there with us too. And we're still on top of those guys. So, uh, you know, those guys have to be up there. I think like the records deserve that. Um, Tampa Bay is always going to be a force to be reckoned with. So I think you can probably throw those guys up there with probably Vegas, I would say, is your top five teams. Yeah. 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 I, I um, can't disagree. I, I mean, the, the Western Conference. Tor- Toronto. Been, yeah, yeah. 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 Hey, look, Toronto's been great the last, uh, last 10. I don't know what their record is the last 10, nine and one. So pretty good. good. Yeah. Not bad. And, and the thing with Toronto, they're getting goaltending and um, you know, everybody's contributing. Yeah. Yeah. Carolina to Rangers. That's just Durkin. I mean, he's been outstanding. Uh, Yeah. Top, top five goalie in the NHL, maybe top three. He's unbelievable, man. Yeah. You know what? This is um, in terms of the upper half of this league this year, it's a, it's a pretty good league. Like it's an exciting yeah. season, a lot of, a lot of neat storylines, right? Like, um, you know, yeah, you, you hate to talk about it, but the potential for 50 and 50 for Tricidal, like is for sure. It's just so tasty, right? Like people you know, throwing gloves, people biting people. Yeah. yeah the, the bite, <laughs> the bite. You got five <laughs> games, eh? Yeah. You got five deservedly. Oh, so I, I, sure. um, I don't know if I if it was just a like um, a fake headline or not, but I heard uh, Claude Lemieux said he was hoping that his son wasn't as hated as he was, or something like that. <laughs> it sounds oh, like yeah. he is not a well loved. Uh, there's like uh, ex teammates coming out and saying they never liked the kid, and he was <sighs> not well liked in Manitoba. He was not well liked. Why would New York Rangers trade him when he was the only truculence they had in their lineup? you know, obviously there's something to that and they call him self-centered. Well, his dad was exactly that. Oh, by the way, Claude Lemieux bit Jim Plaplinski in 1986. So, you know, this is just history repeating itself. Tell you that's, that's old time hockey right there. (laughs) (laughs) Old time hockey. Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, you know what? Hour is just about done. How's your fantasy uh, hockey going this year, by the way? You doing all right? Yeah, I think two leagues and uh, first in one, second in the other. No complaints. Yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm exceeding expectations this year. I'm bottom of the only fantasy one I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Yeah, in fairness, it was, it's a keeper league, and uh, I was given a team uh, to join this. Oh, okay. And... Uh, this start of this week, I had, um, I, I couldn't choose which lineup to was start was my starting lineup today because everybody else was on the IR. So I'm, you know, I'm like the Oilers, man. I'm like, you know, <laughs> I've got just, here, just decimated. Uh, and, and so uh, I think about two weeks ago when I realized I was going all the way downhill. I, I just started, uh, I shouldn't be saying this just in case some of these fantasy guys are watching the pod, <laughs> uh, but I sure figured are. I'm going to get, uh, I'm going to stock up on picks for next year and I'm holding on to Like I've got Carrie price and I've got Jack Eichel in IR. 
Okay. And so like, you know, I'll hold on to them because if they come back and they're both outstanding, well, they're, they're pretty decent keepers to have, but I wouldn't have got them right. Otherwise, if they weren't right. on IR, right. And, uh, and stashing so, them. Yeah. So, you know, I, I stash them. I've got some other decent players and, uh, you know, uh, stock up on picks and, and have some first rounders and I, you know, and keep those guys on IR that nobody wants. Right. And so when you're maybe, a few lotteries, go into, set. yeah, yeah. Maybe go into next year, uh, looking all right. We'll see. I, I've, I've always been, uh, really shitty at, um, at fantasy leagues. And, and part of the reason is there are teams that are refused to pick from, like I'll never have, a, never, <laughs> you will never see me. Yeah. I will never ever want a Calgary flame on my team because yeah. I can't bring myself to cheer for that player to get a point. Yeah, yeah. Like I, you know, I would never put Markstrom or or Vladar in my goaltending pool, even if they were available, because I just can't. Like, I can't want them. You don't want to pump your arm every time they get a shutout. Exactly. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I'm really. Uh, in fact, I, that's why I never joined them because I'm, I'm about as much a homer as you can get, and and there's no yeah. there's no room for being a homer when you're playing. Fast. No, you got to pick with your head, not your heart. I learned yeah, that long exactly. ago. All right, we're at the end of the hour. Uh, have we missed anything? I mean, we talked. We didn't talk any of the uh, Penguins um, Oilers game tomorrow. Uh, your thoughts? We're going to win this one. Uh, Durst and I talked about it on Sunday. I said we. I said we would go. That was pre-CC uh, news, by the way. Right. That's very true. That is very true. Um, but I did say that we'd go two and one. I said that we'd uh, come out. Uh, good at home against the penguins uh, mcdavid can get up to play against his childhood hero and uh malkin out of the lineup um seattle should be a decent matchup for us i think we can win there um but then maybe we come down off of those you know a high a little bit of a high there and i think la is one of those teams that can grind us down so um i'm gonna say a, a loss against la yeah yeah, LA depends on uh, what kind of goaltending they get. I mean, they've been going uh, quick, and then um, what's his name? The um, yeah, Cal guy. Peterson, or yeah, yeah, no, 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 um, is that who it is? Yeah, shit, why am I going? I'm drawing a blank. They they literally just like rotate them, uh, one in, one out, and Quick's been playing really well. Uh, yeah, Peterson, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and they've been, yeah, they've been doing all right. So I'm not sure if we can, um, you know, if we can come out with a win tomorrow, it's already uh, like, that's great. We're a step closer to having nurse back. I think nurse makes all the difference. doesn't matter if Keith and CC are out, you know, nurse plays half a game and, and he should that's have right. the energy to, to come back and do really well. I, I would imagine he's still out skating, just not. Yeah. He was, yeah. 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 So he was skating and uh, Smith was taking shots again too. Yeah, I you know talking about my hockey again, but uh, I uh, assisted on a game time goal, empty net uh, in league on uh, Thursday night, and then thirty seconds left, I blocked a shot with my hand, and <laughs> it hurt like hell. Didn't break anything, 
And I could sense that relief that teams get when, you know, a guy like nurse box. <laughs> no, there was no, there was no relief. They're like, <laughs> so you're out there getting uh, game tying assists and blocking shots and oh, nurses yeah. on straight off the pipe, calling you soft. It, they like didn't I, call me soft. Oh man. You wow. should have heard what Dursa said about you on I, Sunday. I, it was I, embarrassing to be honest. I haven't. I tried to stick up for you too. I, I don't know. You know, you know, you're my handsome Haligonian hunk, and, yeah. and yeah. I got you. But yeah, I don't know. If you go back and watch it, the the editing's all screwed up. Dursa made it sound like I tried to insult you, and you know, <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I don't know. You know, he's he should instead of cracking a beer over there, he should maybe chug a few cans of man, a, a man that guy. Okay. Hey, well, yeah, I'll have hey. a talk with him. I'll have a talk. All I set him straight. All I said was that nobody in Grand Prairie even likes him, and then he throws his camel hat at me. (laughs) (laughs) The grandest of prairies, eh? yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's been uh, Tuesday as as usual. I think I've given you enough time to prepare something for the last words. When you're done, just uh, say a good night, and we're going to be out of here. You're up. Last word is all mine. Well, hey, it's uh, been a pleasure. This is the third episode in a row that I've been on Oilers Live, which makes that a heavy hockey natural hat trick. And that right there might even be a heavy hockey and an Oilers Live record. So the only thing that I know is that you like hearing my voice as much as I like hearing my voice. (laughs) Thanks for having me, buddy. Have a good night, everybody. Go Oilers, go. Oilers Live.